Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Detroit Land Bank has had its fair share of success. It's also had plenty of problems. Today... Well, those issues are mounting again. Prop Ed was going to save homes from demolition. And I noticed that a lot of the commitments that were being made were not being implemented. How should the city sell property in homes that it purchased in the name of blight busting? Equitably, right? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Detroit has been a city tormented by blight. That's what happens when your population tops out at 1.85 million and then in less than a century dips to just over 630,000. It is a city filled with empty lots and abandoned houses. So back in 2008, Detroit created the Land Bank Authority and started buying property. I would say it started very small. I mean, I think they had big goals with so much blight in Detroit. I mean, you had to take more action. Under the Duggan administration, after he took office January of 14, they did start to ramp things up around that time. They always had talked about how, you know, we started small, it was just a handful of staff, and they really had to ramp up because they had a lot of responsibility. They would get the most neglected properties, partially through nuisance abatement lawsuits, And then they would dedicate this to, you know, getting these back to productive use, as they would say. You know, if they were foreclosed or vacant or abandoned, they'd want to get them into the portfolio and get them back out there through a variety of programs. That right there is Christine Ferretti, and she's the editor of Bridge Detroit. Before that, Christine spent decades covering the city for the Detroit News. And she's not kidding. The land bank in Detroit, it grew and grew. It has bought and sold tens of thousands of homes and lots. The city also says they've torn down over 15,000 vacant homes. But as we'll learn, the land bank and demolition are not the same. Under the federal program, and this was the program where they had federal hardest hit fund dollars for distressed communities, that program for the demolition was run jointly by the Detroit Land Bank and the city's building authority. So they worked together having different components of work on that program. As the program was winding down, the mayor said that instead of having the land bank, which is technically the city authority, but it's separate from city government, they wanted the city to take them all back in-house, which was a thing of the past. So now the city has stood up its own unique demolition department, and they now do the demolition 
and right now, the bulk of the demo is happening through the proposal and bond funding. And so the city's demolition department oversees that. Proposal N has been making the rounds lately. What exactly is Proposal N, and how does it fit into the city's current plan? For more on that, I spoke to independent journalist Kaylee Licklider. So an interesting thing about Proposal N was that the demolition department was going to be under the city's purview now. The city was going to have full oversight over demolition, and that was a big, like, yeehaw for the city. I mean, the demolition department also had a lot of issues going on, particularly when it was under the land bank. However, the only thing that's under the city's control in that respect is the demolition. Now, the outcome of these houses, that's the land bank's decision. Land bank picks and chooses what properties are going to be demolished, which ones are going to be boarded up for future sale. And then after the city does the work on the house, it's sent back to the land bank and the land bank decides where it goes. Kaylee tells me to really understand how Proposal N is supposed to work, we need to go back in time. Nobody has talked about Prop N in the way that it was talked about before it was approved. The narrative that was pushed was that Prop N was going to save homes from demolition. And that narrative is really like the bulk of my memory when it comes to Prop N before it was approved. And so I started writing down questions to ask. And I wasn't finding anything. So I went back, listened to city council meetings again. And I noticed that a lot of the commitments that were being made were not being implemented. One of those was the Neighborhood Improvement Advisory Board, which would have caught some of the commitments that have fallen through the cracks. So I reached out to the mayor's office and I started asking questions. For what it's worth, I reached out to the city, too both to the land bank and the city's ombudsman. The ombudsman handles public complaints. Despite seeing a city-run Twitter account posting about demolition today, I heard back from neither one myself. The good news is that Kaylee did a deep dive for Bridge Detroit to help answer my questions. The board was created through what is called the Neighborhood Improvement Plan, and the plan itself was approved in September of 2020. And then you have really a lot happening in 2021. So city council was able to appoint three people to the board. The mayor's office would appoint three people to the board, and then one person would be jointly appointed. Now, only five interviews were done. City council approved four appointments to the board, and that was the last that we heard of it. In May of 2021, a couple of council members had a lot of questions about how is this board going to operate? What are they going to be looking at? They wanted a little bit more like concrete guidance for the board to move forward. However, the rules were referred to city council's rules committee. <laughs> At the time, the chairman of the board was Andre Slavy. The vice chair of the board was Gabe Leland. So those rules, they died in committee. And there were no questions after that. Kaylee mentioned Gabe Leland and Andre Spivey. They both resigned after being hit with separate federal campaign fraud charges. Leland got probation. Spivey went to prison. 
While Proposal N has been catching headlines, as we hear from Christine, this is not the first time the Detroit Land Bank Authority has had problems. Here she is talking about 2019. I did realize people were just kind of invoicing whatever amount they thought was right. There was really no strict check and balance. And there also was a lot of concern raised about the product that was going into the spaces. You know, they dig up all these homes. Where are you getting that dirt or backfill, as they call it, that's going into the ground? Some people were worried that it was from sites that weren't meeting the right standards to be, quote unquote, safe for use. You didn't have receipts. You didn't have records. There was a period of time where the city kind of talked about how at one point they had a paper system of managing receipts and at one point they had a digital. So there was really uneven process as this was going in the beginning. And, you know, it raised a lot of concern, even with Congress people, city lawmakers and others. When we hear stories like this, you often start to wonder, why does this really matter? Well, if you're a Detroiter, this is your money we're talking about. Not a company's, not the city's, yours. Here's Kaylee one more time. Proposal N, when it was pushed, was specifically to save every house they can from demolition. It was going to cost the taxpayers $250 million collectively. And so one of the promises that the mayor's administration made to residents was that they were going to create a neighborhood improvement advisory board so that residents could provide feedback and input to the mayor's office to kind of drive this entire program. Now that things are changing, residents are going to have the opportunity. However, we're halfway through a program. It's important for residents to have that two-way communication with the mayor's office to ensure that their tax dollars are spent the way that they thought they were going to be. And to be clear, when the lines of transparent communication go down, only bad things can happen. Here is WWJ's Charlie Langton. A recent sale by the land bank, 42 homes on the east side of Detroit, but 26 were occupied. And all of those homes sold to one developer without giving the occupants the option to buy the house, even though many tried. Detroit Councilwoman Mary Waters wants an investigation into what the land bank is calling the bungled sales of homes. Well, here's the problem, Charlie. Those residents were never notified. There were some people that literally cried. It says, are you saying they're going to take my home away from me? The land bank never gave them an opportunity to purchase a home themselves. Land bank told them, well, we don't know what the status is right now. We don't know. We don't know this. We don't know that. Nothing should happen in secret when it comes to the government. Removing blight is good. Pulling a fast one on residents is not. Today's big thanks go to Kaylee Licklighter and Christine Ferretti. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. If you want the Daily J delivered right to you, all you have to do is subscribe using the Odyssey app or find it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Zach Clark, and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.